Hypertalks. 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 Hi everyone, dear listeners, uh, fellow podcast recorders. My name is Hugo and I'm your host today. And with me I have my co-host Nora. Yes, hey! And I also have a digital strategist, product owner and a hyper alumni. You're also a founder of uh, 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 the world's biggest blog on eyewear called Bonaco. Hello. Yasmin Yaya. Welcome. Welcome. Yay. Yay. Good to be back at Hyper Island, actually. Yeah, we're back in Telephone Plan, where me and Nora spend our days, Mm -hmm. most of our days. But you haven't been here in a couple of years, have you? No, I haven't been here since I graduated in 2013. We're going to get into that a lot more, but I want to... First, begin with a uh, quick, uh, simple, easy checking question, as in every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to check in with the answer, by answering the question, what's your favorite day of the week, work-wise? Work-wise? Yes. Ooh. Wednesday evening. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say Friday. <laughs> okay. Check in. <laughs> check in. <laughs> Sorry. I like Thursday mornings. Thursday mornings. Yeah, Thursday mornings. Yeah, I like Thursday mornings as well. As mentioned, you're back at Telephone Plan. Uh, how, how long was it since you were, you were here last time? So, I was here in 2013 when I graduated, and I think that's the last time. Yeah, that's the last time. So, it's been three years since you graduated, graduated from uh, the Digital Data Strategy Program. Yeah. That was the first year, that program, the first version of the program wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were the first gang who were like it everything was an experiment kind of uh no one had uh, ever had this kind of education before and no one in the industry kind of even knew like data digital data strategist <laughs> what what are you like <laughs> what, what weird UFO are you um so everything was an experiment before uh, the program, during the program, and also after the program for every one of us, I think. Uh, and it was very much up to um, every each and every one person to make it what would fit them. So how, how did you end up uh, in the digital data strategy program? Okay, well, so I'm an optometrist, uh, and therefore... Optometrist. Yeah. Uh, optometrist, like optometrist. Uh, uh, oh, eye yeah. exams. Um, of course. Uh, you want your eyes checked for contacts mm. or for glasses? You come <laughs> to me, and I do a checkup. And yeah, so I, and I had worked in an, in the eyewear industry for eight years. I, when I was pretty young, when I graduated um, from optometry school uh, here in the Stockholm at Karolinska Institutet, and uh, I had worked at the at one of the best eyewear stores here in Stockholm for a while and um, I thought that the eyewear industry like I want I wanted to get inspired and every time I would look in fashion magazines for eyewear it would be like all these perfume brands uh, or bag brands that would uh, be be featured but there are so many nice independent brands and I wanted to really have a platform for that and I couldn't find that so me and my friend uh, uh, Baba Canales, we started Bonacle, um, an eyewear blog, and I kind of got more interested into the digital part of uh, the eyewear 
uh, industry, why do people uh, want to read this article so much, or why do we get this, this traffic? If we tweak our Facebook a little bit like this, we get even more traffic. Why is that? Mm -hmm. And like, I I got so much more interested in the data and actually the the digital part, and I love blogging. So I kind of thought, well, I'm still young enough to uh, get a get a second career. And I'm still not fed up with iron industry that much because it's a very, very, very slow moving industry with very traditional ways of thinking and changing. And um, so I can still manage that. So I I thought, okay, I'll just I'll just try. And I had heard of Hyper Island through France that had been here, and um, I knew the CEO the the current CEO from way back as well so I applied for digital media actually first but oh. then as I was uh, more into the loop of uh, getting into the uh, interviews and the, um, the the applications the admissions thing such exactly yeah. so I was like mm, what about this digital data strategist program maybe that's something for me and yeah so I thought yeah let's try it also since I did have a background in optometry and I, I didn't want to go back to school kind of. I didn't want to start university and like do tests again. And that was very appealing to me that Hyperellen is very much uh, doing the learning. I don't think I would have gone back to university. That's nothing that I would have done back then. I can very much relate to that. I have been to university before and I, 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 I wouldn't go back there, I think. Uh, no. But now I'm at Island and I really like it. Like w when you started looking at those Facebook posts, posts and uh, how to tweak it and such, did you did you know that that was data that you worked with? Well, yeah, I yeah I did, but I didn't know that eventually that would be it. That yeah. I would because that's kind of what I work with right now. I'm I work at an agency that uh, we we analyze our clients' data and make data driven decisions based on that. But I. I thought I thought when I applied to digital data strategist that it would be much more like databases and hard coding and like mm -hmm. um, well big data was a buzzword back then and I kind of wanted to know what that was but now I just realized okay everything is data it's just yeah, bigger or smaller it's it's always a big database um, it's and uh, the way you approach it is the same you have a a hypothesis and then you ask the question to the data you get a yes or no or and then you can tweak your your hypothesis or your actions based on that so it doesn't matter if it's big or small data or it's, it was it's just a buzzword could you explain the word big data or what what is it because um, it's a buzzword as you say and i think many people throw it out a lot but what is it well back in 2012 i think this or 11 this uh, big data buzzword started and it was like so now when we have so many content creators around the world uh, we have so much more uh, information that we that is not being processed it's just a pile of uh, like every day there's billions of uh, Facebook posts or every day there's like this this many millions of tweets or Instagram posts and it's a lot of information it's the images who's in the image who posted it, what time, why, how many clicks did it get, and what did it link to. All this information um, is, the name for that now is big data. But <laughs> data has always been big. I mean... Uh, I, I worked a bit with the data before, but I didn't really realize that that was 
what it was called because I mean I look at numbers and statistics of newsletters and such see how they were doing but I I kind of took me a while to realize that that's what data strategies mm-hmm. does and really makes the most out of kind of it was a learning curve to figure out what's you know what the difference was or what like what is data actually like mm-hmm. what does it mean how yeah does it work? completely the same with me because I worked with the customer service and we worked with a CRM had a management tool for that where we had like all our customer base and when now when we did our data program or module last module we uh, investigated CRM and like looked at how that department customer uh, relation department can use data and create good products and also communicate that data to the other departments and then I realized that I've been working with data all along and I didn't really realize that that was data everything you collect about customers that was actually quite relieving for me to realize that it's not so far from where I actually am. It's not like it's so strange uh, data. No, it's just information. And mm. then the big challenge is that we have so much of it now that now that everyone can create data or information and it's published out there. But uh, is there any type of process for analyzing this and draw an insight from that and that's that's the intelligence that we need right now that's the biggest need it's not um well the data is already out there but to actually draw some conclusions out of that and put some brains into that and test um based on the data that's that's the that's my role i think that's going to be a really big need for a lot of companies in the future as well well before a company would would hold the data in their own database and i mean data data analysts have been there all the time but then to actually process that into information that you can use in a in a business action plan that bridge is also there's also a gap there mm-hmm. so tell me about you're an opti- optician is that what it's called sorry optometrist yeah. you're an optometrist <laughs> and uh, you came from that world you discovered this sort of traditional and uh, then you came to Hyper, which isn't traditional. Tell us about that experience. I loved how how everything at Hyper Island is made to adapt to change. Um, and that was definitely something I lacked. But I also lacked having processes between people in a team. I lacked that kind of experience and uh, actually having some tools to uh, uh, to create really good and effective teams because that's actually the biggest thing I take with me from Hyper Island because back then in 2012 we learned about Google Analytics that tool has changed dramatically uh, during mm. these years and it does not look the same things are not even called the same in this in that tool I still use that tool but in a very different way but the way I work with teams now is uh, very much is, is based on the things that I learned at, Hi- at Hyper Island and in 20 years or th- in 30 years it's still gonna be tools that I have with me to create really good teams and start new projects with new people in a more effective way. Yeah, could you give us an example of like uh, something you learned at Hyper in team creation and team processes that you do today or have worked with in your working life? Yes, feedback sessions doesn't have to be that intimidating. I mean, um, I learned that I need a lot of feedback uh, and now I can ask uh, what type of feedback I need from my colleagues. So 
when I'm when I'm project managing a new team, I can ask them, so what do you need from me? And are you getting that from me? I didn't know how to phrase that in words kind of when I was uh, 24 and uh, worked at an, as an optometrist in the in the shop. Like, what is it that you as a, as a, the owner of the shop need from me? And, can, and uh, am I measuring up to that? And now I can ask for that, that type of feedback that I need and I know what type of feedback I need. Has it been diff- difficult, sort of, to um, make the transition from from hyper, which is uh, you know, everyone learn about feedback and reflection and all these creative tools, to entering working life it's, and using them? It's been easy, but I mean, hyper is a bubble. It, it's <laughs> uh, if you are working with people that have been to hyper island, uh, it's. It's much easier to just yeah you, I just want a feedback session and but someone who is more traditional who's been working in uh, for 20 years or 30 years um, of course they're open to uh, new ways but there there needs to be an explanation of why I want to have this type of process or feedback session and then why are we talking about the soft stuff can't we just talk about what we're doing right now and get there and but then. After a while, I mean, I think everyone learns a lot from it, but it has to be done in a different way, I think. Not mm-hmm. um, not so much about the feelings, more about, okay, so how is this connected to actually what we're doing so that, so that you see results? And then, of course, I mean, it's dependent on the person. You have to adjust it to the person you're... you're so ha- have you been working with uh, in environments with other hypers, or, or has it mostly been mostly mostly i've been uh in traditional industries i've been working at one agency uh for about two years um and most of the clients there are swedish authorities like the swedish government so it's it's very very traditional uh, people from academic backgrounds that have been doing processes in a certain way and are very not that adaptive to change Whereas, uh, and then I've also worked at Volvo Ocean Race uh, with people from all over the world gathering up in the headquarters in uh, Alicante in Spain. And uh, no one there was from Hyper Island, but very, uh, a lot of creative people and uh, very adaptive to change every single minute, adapting to change throughout the race. When the boats were having a like a, a crash, uh, people had to adapt. So it's, it's very different from the other. Mm. clients that I've been working mm. with and right now I work at, at an agency Rebel and Bird uh, we are 15 people and one other girl was in my class um, so we're two digital data strategists from Hyper Island <laughs> that's amazing yeah that seems like a, the, the Volvo Ocean Race seems like uh, I would guess it's a bit more high paced than uh, you working with the government of course yeah and it's also a new team so then you work then you uh, have had the challenge of working with a sort of newly formed team mm-hmm. and maybe the government was an old team uh yeah so, so yeah. describe like how how was which was more 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 challenging regarding implementing teamwork processes and such i can't really mm, compare them they're so different yeah. i mean the uh the project with the swedish government was a new concept for the swedish government website that is live right now and our small team of four people were working with all the communicators throughout the different departments mm-hmm. of the whole government. And while uh, the government was also changing, uh, so their bosses, kind of the politicians, uh, would have a say in this as well. So 
working with a lot of people who would do produce a lot of different types of content within one website, whereas uh, and very little data as well. Um, the Swedish government does not monitor its site just just for the fun of it. It has to be there, there has to be a reason for monitoring the data. And uh, up until we worked with them, there was no website data, so very little was data driven from their own data. So we would gather data from other sources uh, to make decisions on why we would have we would have the different functions on the website. Whereas uh, Volvo Ocean Race. Um, Everything was based on how can we perform better tomorrow than we were uh, yesterday. Um, how can we perform better on Twitter? How can we engage more people in our app? Uh, we all, and and all of the data was owned, so we didn't we wouldn't have to ask for someone else for the data. Everything was already there. We knew how many people downloaded the app, used exactly every single feature of the app or the website or the Facebook or the Twitter or, you know, so, and everyone, both the sponsors and owners of Volvo Ocean Race, everyone is very uh, keen on reaching certain goals with uh, the communication. So they, w they want to target some certain type of people in certain type of markets and that can be measure, measured, so everything, it was it was a higher demand on actually measuring the data within mm. Volvo Ocean Race, whereas uh, the Swedish government doesn't necessarily want to uh, and shouldn't <laughs> monitor the data of their users. So, uh, what was your role with the Volvo Ocean Race? I built up the analytics team, uh, it was uh, the four of us, and I came in when the race had already started. So I came in two months within uh, when the race had already started and started producing first like, well, how has it been in the past two months? And yeah. then uh, communicating internally for to the communications team. Like, so this is how our, our content is performing right now. And maybe if we try this or test this, maybe our um, information will perform better or like our posts will perform better on Facebook and engage more people but then also reporting back to the sponsors how is how are their goals and uh, uh, KPIs performing hmm. KPIs is uh, key performance indicators yes so uh, say that you're a sponsor and you want one of your KPIs is to have one million more fans on your Facebook site so how is that performing uh, or how many more are commenting on your posts? Because you graduated three years ago and you quite early then, I assume, came in and built up your own team for such a big competition. How's um, that responsibility? How did that feel? I loved it. I loved it. I had a great boss at Volvo Ocean Race. Uh, he gave me the the power and he, he believed that I could take that responsibility and therefore I did. He was he was the best boss for me. Very little micromanagement and if something would go wrong he would step in and um, hold my back. And I loved that support but then within that time I would be free to experiment with different tools or different types of porting and um, different types of constellations and try try everything just so that everything would so that the sponsors and the internal communication would be the best that it could yes, that sounds amazing it was amazing yeah <laughs> that that experience was 
awesome. I, I love that. And uh, to be able to work so closely as well with actually be there for nine months and uh, be there with everyone who does the communication and not just be a consultant, but actually be a part of it, of, of the whole organization was also very, very nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. How long is the digital data program, sorry, strategy program? So it's uh, one and a half years. Two semesters is actual going to school and uh, working in projects together. And then one semester is the internship. Mm, same as our program. Same as yeah. our program. Mm, yep. We talked before and you hinted that uh, sort of the, the Sweden or the industry in Sweden wasn't really prepared for what data strategists did or like what... what what you could add to the table. Could you describe uh, and tell us about how it was going, like leaving Hyperion and going into internship? And Yeah, well, as I said, digital data strategist as a um, phrase or as a title was very new. It's made up by t- Hyper Island, I think. <laughs> but it's, uh, and when you think of it, okay, strategist, yes, I am. And I work with data and I work with digital data. Well, what data is not digital? So let's skip the digital part and then you're a data strategist. But the industries in Sweden in 2013 did not really know what that was or if they needed it. So in the summer, so when we had done two semesters, during the summer we started looking for internships or like uh, small projects to work on with different companies and see if we could do a freelancing thing, me and my um, classmate. And we would approach e-commerce shops, Hmm. um, which is super easy because they have a lot of data and that that needs to be analyzed every day and they need to change and adapt every single day so they can sell more and reach more people. And then a lot of them actually, which is so weird to think of now, but they were like, no, we just redid our website last year, so we don't need to analyze anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they're done. Yeah, it's very different from now. It's very different mm-hmm. from now, and and back then I was like, but hey, all of these other web shops, they they tweak things and they A/B test every single test. They, they every single day they are performing hundreds of tests uh, on like just the color of or the position of the button, and we just wanted to do like kind of rough things that were like very on the surface. But that was kind of the mindset, uh, even if they their core business was was in digital channels. They were like, no, no, we, I don't think we need this. Or uh, even some startups that I approached, they were like, no, but we don't really have like a certain type of growth growth uh, team or um, a growth uh, department here. Or no, we haven't really, we don't really have that much data to analyze or... They weren't really... Um, the mindset wasn't really... The mindset was not really that in, into that. And, I mean, just to have Volvo Ocean Race as an example, this was the first year, the first time the race was going on, that they actually had a dedicated team of analysis yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and insights drawn, to, uh, drawn from analysis and data. So during... So Volvo Ocean Race has existed for 40 years. This was the first time. So, um, and I've been approached with, with questions on, uh, can you do this for us? Or uh, companies who have uh, asked, can we just talk, get, get a lunch and, and talk about this? All those things that I wanted to talk about in 2013, now in 2015, 16, it just boomed. Yeah. And now they're asking. And now the whole industry is much more uh, mature and ready. And thanks to, I think, all 
classmates that have uh, like all the <laughs> former DBS uh, students who have uh, been out in the industry and showed like how how fantastic things you can do with uh, with data analysis. Who worked with data before? I mean, before the data analysis and strategic came. Well, lo- lots of people, like s- statisticians, mm-hmm. which is like you would have to, or mathematicians. So, uh, like a four-year master's yeah. degree uh, from the university, uh, like very math-based, mm. or engineers. Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah. How come things have changed? Well, now you don't need the maths as much anymore. Or, I mean. If you know how to use Excel, you you can be you can draw your own conclusions from data. You don't need like a mathematician to do that for you, or you don't need like this fancy statistician program. And sometimes you just it, it doesn't have to be that far uh, away. Like oh, it's an uh, it's the analysis team. It's, it's it's very much incorporated into the product development. Like if you have a product, you want to market it. Uh, you can't just market it and get like a hundred thousand people on Facebook to be reached by it. They actually have to click the link and download it, start using the product and loving the product to be able to say, okay, now we have an active user. And therefore you you can't just involve the marketing team or uh, only the product team. This has to be very much interlocked and like they have to work as a team together. And I think one role that the digital data strategist has is that it can be the bridge between the marketing and the product uh, development. Hmm. That sounds a bit like so we had we have had people in our class, digital business, come in and talk about growth hacking. That sounds a bit like uh, how they describe growth hacking. That's one of the, those buzzwords that yeah. seems to go around. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, the the agency I work at, well, Rebel and Bird. Rebel and Bird. Uh, we work with creating actual value for the clients that you can measure you can measure the growth of actually uh, of actual active users and i mean you can call it a digital agency you can call it a growth <laughs> hacking agency but i get you chill- want to say yeah. no i get like <laughs> chills all over my body when i hear that word because i mean what we do is uh, yeah we help businesses grow um why, why is it that people get the chills from growth hacking, the word now. Because I've heard that like the last month, months I've heard it. That, oh, it's a buzzword then. I think I just don't like buzzwords. I think that's <laughs> uh, that's my, my view on it. I, I don't really like buzzwords. People have been working with growth hacking before, but it's just called, it's just called growth hacking right now. But it's, I mean, to develop your product to be able to get more active users. Mm. This is what a lot of companies have been doing mm. for a long time but mm. now there's a kind of a buzzword name for it it's a little bit like disruption that we oh. are so tired of here after yeah. so many months at hyper yeah I, oh I, I have a friend on facebook she uh, wrote some time ago i had this fantastic lunch with a guy today until he he dropped the word disruptive <laughs> and i <laughs> i just love that <laughs> We're in the podcast team, it's actually going to have a meeting tomorrow, but I wanted to call it uh, something about gamifying disruption about podcasting or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you, you sort of you start yeah. making fun of it and yeah. use it for your own purpose, and I think that's fun. <laughs> I mean, whatever goes. Uh, right now, saying that you work with data, if you are, I mean, it, it's a good thing. A lot of people understand it now, and they understand that it's something that they need. Tomorrow it's going to be something else, and mm. then you can adapt to that. 
I did my internship at Intellecta Corporate, kind of a big agency, part of a bigger agency uh, called Intellecta, which is like 450 people worldwide. But yeah, uh, that's where I worked with the government website. How was it going out on an internship after after a year in school? Going back to um, my internship didn't really feel like an internship. the The agency didn't have a big tradition of accepting interns, so they were like, "Well, we just we're just gonna treat you like you are one of the employees, and let's mm-hmm. see how that goes." So yeah. they gave me that one, one of my first. Uh, uh, projects was uh, the Swedish government website together with three others. Whoa. So wow. that was like whoa, <laughs> um, which was uh, I mean it's it's a great it was a great project. I learned so much from that, and uh, I'm so thankful they gave me that project. Uh, creating like national surveys for another authority uh, to measure how much people knew about them and their information, and like uh, that um, survey is would base their whole like strategy of uh, communication later on so like yeah they gave me quite a lot of uh, responsibility and they believed in me and and i think that's so important to just like don't micromanage always support always think that people can be their best and they will do you have any advice for us we're going out to internship in a couple months yes would you have anything you want to say to current students looking to find their way I think you should go to a lot of interviews. You should you should meet a lot of different companies, a lot of different industries, a lot of different uh, people within the company. And I think your internship is is only three months. Six months actually. Is it six yes. months? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. <laughs> but we well, can divide it so we can have three months uh, two places if one or three okay. months at one. Well, yeah. Well. Try whatever works for you, but really meet a lot of different people, and you will learn so much just from being in the interview, like how you are as a person, and like how. Um, uh, for me, I was I hadn't been to a lot of interviews before this. I had worked at the same Irish Irish shop for eight years, you know. Mm. So I had like back in high school, I had some inter- uh, interviews. So for me, that was something I learned a lot from like what I need from a company and what I expect from a company um, and what I feel like I'm allowed to demand from a company that I'm Mm going to work for. Also, like, try out a different type of uh, industries. Here's when you can fail. I mean, just try and and then it's okay if you fail during Hyper Island. I mean, then later on in the world then you have failed and you can you can use those learnings but if you make everything perfect then you're like then you're gonna fail and then it's gonna be a big splash like <laughs> so try to fail as much uh, as you can right now i will yeah Definitely. that's something <laughs> we learned as well failure is good mm-hmm. failure but is i mean because uh, we talked about before that uh, uh, Sweden wasn't really ready for for uh, data and i didn't really know what what it meant so all those interviews, did you sort of have to start a challenge? Oh yeah, yeah. I I were I was in so many interviews where, yeah, some guy had th- heard about big data and that was the cool thing, and they wanted to know about big data, and I was like, just give me a nice <laughs> internship. Like I don't want to I want to I don't want to sit here and talk about big data. I just want to get working with your problems. Like what are your issues? How can I help you? And uh, not like 
oh, have you read this article in the in the Economist? I don't want to talk about that. I just want to help you and your company. Can't you see? Like you're so much behind. Like you you have been you've been wasting years of not analyzing data. You just need to get to it. How can I help you the the best? And I also learned that I I, I think uh, in the beginning for me. Um, Working at an agency was the best choice because I now I have seen so many different types of organizations and types of companies and different challenges that they have. So I I, I learned so much more than I could have I think by working with one single company um, for two years. Yeah, that's also good advice. Uh, good advice. I also had uh, I talked to some people and sometimes. Because our program, digital business, is also uh, not really super clear what's what like, what, <laughs> what you become when you do digital business. Like, it's like everything so you can go. It's a bit of everything, yeah. and you, you, I mean, you have to get to know each other and know how to sort of talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that I talk to that sort of expect us to fit fit in. Like uh, they want to see what titles they have today, and they want to see like sort of where does the digital business student fit in, and they don't necessarily fit in. So, uh, yeah. Perfectly in one of those titles. Mm. It could be a new thing, or it could be one of those things. But it's, it's. Uh, and it's, for it's, some people, it's yeah. gonna be a shock when you get out of Hyper Island. It's gonna be like, but what? I thought there would be jobs for me. There yeah. are jobs for you. You just have to be creative of how you like what title you make up for yourself. Maybe it's not gonna be digital business or business developer. Or, uh, I mean, you, you just have to make your own yeah. title mm. uh, that represents you the best. Try different things. I mean, what what you have been working here in the different projects might be, maybe you tried something back in like four weeks ago that you just touched upon. Maybe that's what you're gonna do in the future. Uh, then I mean, if that was a little bit interesting, explore that. Yeah, and and make that yours. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like I, I sort of have a vision of how I want to work, but I don't think it's gonna happen like at the internship right away. Because no. then then there's an entry point. Like you have mm. to have to get there somehow, mm. and uh, then you have to be able to talk about that. You have to be able to to talk to people in companies and and mm. sort of tell them where you can start. Like yeah. Which which role? What, what value can you contribute with right away? And then uh, down the line, you can have that vision in mind. I also feel like uh, at Hyper Island, it's, it's lovely because you get to be visionary. You get to think about like exactly how you want to work. But it's, yeah. it's uh, you also have to remember that it's uh, an internship. You're not going to be in the management team mm. right away or like making all the decisions right away or be mm. be. So it's it's yeah. kind of ba balancing that dream and vision with a sort of the stepping, uh, the ladder yeah. to get there. And the real world. Yeah, and the real world. Because, in, yeah, as you say, we can be visionary and that, that's great. We can explore ourselves and what we want to do in our future. But at the same time, we need to adapt to what's out there. Uh, but you can also be a forerunner, I think, and, and try to see new, as you say, new positions and be creative in that sense. And I think for me, that's... That's something you need to do with the, in, in the interviews and the meetings with companies that you need to set certain expectations and uh, what do they need. Like you said, uh, uh, Yasmin, explore what are the needs and uh, say, okay, so how I have this, this is me, and how can I contribute with that? Mm -hmm. And that's I think that's golden with being an intern because then you can actually be there and you don't they don't need to pay for you that much or... 
it's uh, you can be able to explore a lot of different stuff. And I think that's um, something I'm really looking forward to in the internship, having that mandate to just be fresh and learn. And uh, yeah, it's not a job, like it's an internship. So, but setting expectations, I think, will be very important so that neither me or my employees will be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, one way of exploring what expectations you have uh, on yourself or on your internship is, I mean, just try to meet different type of companies yeah. and different type of people and, and see if they match or how do how do they make you feel after you leave that in, uh, interview? Is that was did you get energy from that? Did did it spark something within you? Did you get new ideas from that? Or like how did that actually make you feel? And um, go with your guts a lot. And then I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> it was a bad internship. You're gonna learn so much from yeah. that <laughs> as well. Um, but just make it yours. Uh, make it your experience. So the people you talked to when you were looking, like in, when you did interviews and such, they were interested in big data maybe, and some of the companies you talked to about before, there seemed to be almost like a resistance into working with data. Is, is that is that, a, is that correct, you think? Um, yeah, there was a resistance. Uh, I still think that some smaller companies um, still have like, what? why should I change my website? We changed it in 2014 with it's already yeah. it's already been changed. Well, <laughs> it does it does resize to mobile uh, <coughs> size as well. So why do I have to change it? But um, why do you think where do you think that comes from? Then the resistance. I think well, maybe maybe their experience with changing the website is oh it was such a long and big process. Do we have to do it all over again? <laughs> like oh, I can I don't have the energy to go through that like the whole pre-study thing that took half a year and then they delivered a concept that I didn't even understand uh, but I said sure but because I just <laughs> wanted the website there and then they showed me some design sketches which I really liked and uh, but then now when the everything is in place it's moving in a different way that I couldn't even imagine and uh, uh, it's done and I don't want to go through that process again whereas when you're working with data you can say okay I just want to test how well this item is working on your website let me test that and uh, uh, it will take two weeks or one week <laughs> and uh, after after that we know and then we know if the button should be blue or green it's it's not a whole process for the whole website mm-hmm. it's just for one thing but you still have to convince people so sort of, yeah is? yeah but it, then I can now I have some projects in my like up my sleeve or in my portfolio that where I can show uh, the different types of uh, tests that I've done and the results that came from that that you could have never guessed you can never have um, thought of that in your mind like how people would actually react to those different posts or different um, uh, types of changes on the website and it, it, do you think it's going to change even more is people going to be more Persistence is going to die out completely. Yeah, I think um, if if you keep being resistant, I, I don't think your business is going to survive that much. So, I mean, there's going to come a competitor that is much more adaptable to this change. So, um, and I also I also understand 
um, businesses that have been going on for like 10 or 15 or 20 years or more uh, why do we why do they have to change like the guy is in their in his like late 50s why should he change and adapt to the digital world he just wants to <laughs> keep doing what he did and um, uh, just make money out of that and then retire in, yeah. in 10 years or, or less so like yeah. and I feel for that like why why can't you just market things in the way you used to because the target group is is behaving so so much more different um, and there's a big difference in our behavior from three years ago uh, until now yeah. I also think that I personally had before I started hyper I had a different like I sort of had a conception of what art directors looked like and what they did and like a what motion designers and stuff like that it seemed to be like <laughs> a creative uh, sort of profession but they they started this seemed less sexy I guess is that something <laughs> you've experienced um, people sharing that not saying you're sexy <laughs> is that your prejudice yeah, <laughs> that you want me to comment on um, <laughs> yes exactly no, we were uh, just to hop in because we were I think this the data module we had mm -hmm. uh, was the one I think we were most scared of we did like a post it why was yeah. that I don't know I think it was the I, for know. me personally I think it was the word data and that I had no idea what it was until I started or I sort of had some idea but I didn't know what it meant um, and I think that's that's yeah. really interesting that you say that before at dinners or at parties people you know what do you do and I would say I'm an optometrist and they would go like oh you know my eye sometimes <laughs> my contacts or like yeah I've been thinking about getting glasses and I was like just uh, make an appointment. <laughs> this is Saturday evening. I'm not going to talk to you about your mom's eyes or your grandma's uh, eyes or your eyes or anyone's eyes. Like, I just want to... And now, when people ask me, and I I mean, sometimes I don't want to talk about my job on a Saturday evening no. or on a no, Sunday brunch. You just want to, you know? I just say, I work with data. And then they just shut up and just <laughs> change the subject directly. And I can see that fear in their eye. I can really uh, feel like, oh, I don't, oh, that's so, no, I do not want to talk about that boring. Oh, no, no, no. But if you wanted to talk about it, let's say you were on the dinner on a Saturday evening and you had were with some new people and you would like to present your work uh, in like one or two sentences that make it, yeah, to use Hugo's word, sexy, and to make them want to talk about it. How would you? Well, I would name drop my the clients that I work with. Yeah. I work with Spotify. I have worked with Valve Ocean Race. I have mm. worked with the Swedish government. Oh, what did you do for them? And then okay. you would get into yeah. that conversation. But um, yeah. Um, but usually I just want to talk about other things because like <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I, now when I sort of know what data is I don't mm. I can't understand how I could ever think about something scary or no. something something uh, not cool or whatever but uh, but I remember being scared of it thinking it was something uh, not fun people did I guess mm. and that's uh, I don't know how I don't understand how I could think that way it's but crazy. I mean I'm, because I'm it's so honest. creative yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that appealed to me about digital data strategies program was that um, because I applied to um, uh, digital media first, was that you had to have some type of experience before. Uh, so some people would not be 
18-year-olds straight out of high school. So there would be some discipline and people would come from the industry. I could learn a lot from them and um, uh, it wouldn't be just these, excuse me, but um, these creative like fluff fluff. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be rather hands-on mm. and uh, get like actually improve stuff mm. quite quickly um, and, and to be able to measure that. And that was very appealing to me. And maybe that's boring, but I love it. I think that for some people, business has that same, uh, like yeah. the same meaning. For me, I mean, I know that business it doesn't seem to be like the most fun, sexy thing. No, business. 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 <laughs> yes, sex. Exactly. Yeah, I studied bi- digital business. Like, but yeah. I, I looked for some of those things. You, okay, I, I appreciate it and looked forward to. Uh, I would, I think, I would have never probably applied to Hyper Island had it not been a digital business program. Mm. I now I could imagine going uh, doing the data strategy program, mm. but back then I didn't even know what that meant. So, so I waited until they had a business program before I yeah. uh, applied. Because I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't feel, I didn't feel, I didn't really know what how I would fit in with the fluffy creatives. I had misconceptions about them as well. Mm. Making art rather than making business. And stuff like that. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like uh, the, your expectations have been met here? Like um, those things that were appealing to you before you applied, have you experienced those here? I think so, yeah, and I think it's uh, much up to me. Like, I, I've been to school before, and been working a couple of years, and going back to school, I, I think it's 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 me that has done a lot of uh, the things that needed to be done in order for those expectations to be met. Like, I, I I make sure I listen to people that come here and talk to me, even though like sometimes we have people from the industry that are really good at what they do. Mm. They might not be really good at having a lecture or having like a, a, a fun fun. Hour for students, no. but it's it's up to me to mm. to listen and, and take in what they can teach me. And uh, working with clients, meeting people, asking people, like starting this podcast is one example. One of the things I I did together with some some of the classmates in order to uh, learn as much as, as possible and meet as many interesting people as possible. So if, for me, I think those expectations uh, have come true definitely. But because but, but, yeah, you yeah, you need to do made it an yourself. Effort, yeah. yeah, I made an effort. Yeah, and not just that because the digital business program, we like business. What is that? It's like everything. It's like so we've been gone th- going through like UX and marketing and basic business principles and e-commerce and data. It's like and project management is everything. And for me, uh, it's it's about I've been engaged in everything. I would say and. Uh, I've been exploring and I think the exploration phase or exploration mode has been very important for me but also what I realized is that you need to when you're going out and (laughs) in the future you need to sort of land on something you can't or for me at least I can't be everything and so you will find something you enjoy I think if you start the program no matter what because you do so much different stuff Mm -hmm. and that's been uh, that's been it's been challenging because it's extremely there's there's a lot of things you can do but at the same time that's also like a luxury problem because yeah it's uh, you're in school and you're you're able to explore so many uh, nice and interesting stuff but it's gonna create some um, like crisis um, for some of you when Mm. you graduate because you're gonna be like, but what can I actually do? Mm-hmm. I know all of these things, but not in depth. And am I even good at it? I'm not even the best person in data, or I'm not even the best person in UX. Yes. But since you have that 
broad perspective and you know how things need to actually interlock and work together from start to beginning and not just like okay i come in during the ux period and then i move out yeah. when the data has to be analyzed and then i say well i did really good ux <laughs> no it's not that way it works it, mm. everything uh, has to work together and in, in the end uh, you have to be able to survive by even either people using your uh, service or money coming in because uh, other companies want to give you money because of the users that you have. So, I mean, all this um, this whole chain of how the company or the business works, um, they have to lock into each other and there has to be someone who can follow the whole process from from the beginning to the end and then the the loop and mm. just try it again and then so i it's gonna be hard i think well for me it was super hard mm. um graduating from hyper island and trying to find what am i am i just a project manager now like i i know how to do that pretty well but i'm not the best and i'm not like this data scientist that is like in this statistician program and i'm not just this uh, uh, creative who can do I mean I can do some things in Photoshop and Illustrator but I'm not like the, the illustrator person yeah. so, but just to know that I, I can do all of these things and I, I'm really good with Excel and I'm really good with knowing what the client actually needs and trying to get the bigger perspective uh, it took me a while to get there to know okay I'm really good at this and I really want to be better at this as well so how did you get there how did you I just tried and tried. I didn't just jump on the... I did a lot of interviews, as I said, um, and I'm really happy I did that. Um, I could have taken the first interview I've, I went to, but that would not be the best company for me to be able to grow or explore my different sides. Or um, So I'm, I'm pretty happy I kind of did check for a while. I took my time to actually choose my internship which ended up being my job. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's also worthwhile to remember that we're going to work probably till we're 80 or something. We're yes. We're going to reach the retirement level. So, I mean, it's, there's yeah. no rush. You can, try no different, rush. you can try different things. Also, you can, you can have three careers, like yeah. th yeah. three very different careers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in 20 years, if you want to no, I want to be a doctor. I mean, come on, go and be a doctor. It's mm. uh, no one's stopping you. That is true. That's very true. So you don't have to, like, if you pick a specific agency or, like, a specific industry, you, yeah, you, you can change. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, and the good thing about, I mean, uh, our uh, skill sets that we have now is that we we know how to, um, we know better than the rest out there uh, how to create better teams that work more effective, that actually utilizes the differences in people and make the, take out the best of them to create great projects. I think that needs to be used in every single industry, in every single business. I mean, that's it's not like, oh, it's only the digital industries you can do this in. <laughs> in a hospital or yeah. in a yeah. workshop or, uh, I mean, anywhere you can use this. I agree. I think I think one of the challenges that I'm uh, predicting is going to be something uh, like a challenge for me is, is also, like, like you said, we have this overview. I know a bit about like quite a lot of stuff, and might I might I think I will be able to realize fairly well like this is an uh, like 
I'm in I'm in a business. I'm in a, like I'm in a situation where I feel like maybe UX is needed, or maybe we need to do some different kind of. Maybe we need to work agile and mm. uh, work with a scrum board or something like that. And uh, while at Hyper Island, I don't I don't really have to uh, sell that too much because people know about it and they see the value. Yeah. But yeah. if you go into the industry, then you have to uh, learn how to talk about it in a way that sort of people see the value in it. And uh, sort of give you the mandate to set that up, I guess. Yeah. Also, so you need to have the respect of like, okay, so there there are people in in, in the in the company that have gone through several different uh, processes or uh, platforms of uh, communication or like yeah. project managing, and they were like, oh, this is just gonna be another one of those that that fails. So and probably it is. I mean. Uh, um, and but you just need to try it out. But you need you need to have that kind of uh, respect. I learned that. So I mean, there are people who've worked for thirty years. Their processes have been working well for them. And if it doesn't suit me, is is it something I need to change within me, or is is it something they need to change? If so, I need to really convince them. I I can't just say oh, but because this is the new modern thing to do, <laughs> uh, I actually have to. No, uh, yeah, I have to convince them why. Yeah. Yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, but I, I sort of like that challenge. I, it's, I've all, all my life, I've also been to the university, and I feel that like all my life I've been a hybrid. I've been loving everything, uh, like, and nothing, <laughs> um, because I don't think I'm a specialist type. Uh, I like to have the overview, and I watched this TED talk the other day uh, about multipotentialites or something which is um, exactly that. People that don't really, they like going into depth, but not like too into depth because then they get curious about something else. And I feel that's the story of my life. And also perhaps that's my biggest challenge, but also a challenge I like, because I, if I wouldn't like that challenge, I would just try and land on something that was safe for me. So this is what I'm going to explore this uh, spring as well, and when we go to internships. But as you said earlier, I think it's about testing stuff, and you can't really know for sure how it's going to be. You can't work with everything, uh, so just test it out, was this for me or not? Well, okay, not for me, then I've learned a lot, probably, and then move on to something else. Um, I think that would be my solution, at least, to this challenge. Exactly. And accept that the outcome will not always be what you expected and you might fail. And that will, that might like feel like, oh, I, fa I really failed during my internship. I chose the wrong company or whatever. But you're going to learn so much from that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's going to be a hard uh, period, definitely. But then afterwards, I mean... The next time you're applying for a job, you know exactly what you don't want, mm. uh, at least. Mm. Or you can be super lucky and just land on perfect thing. But don't expect it. No, I'm not expecting yeah. it, but it could happen. Well, I mean, some people in my class, they were like, oh, I got this really great, great internship in the, this and this city with this and this uh, startup. And then they actually got there and mm. it turned out to be kind of a coffee maker yeah. internship. Mm which is not what they expected. And uh, other people were like, well, I just got this internship with this w uh, small company that doesn't even work really digitally, but uh, let's see what I can do. And they, they were managed to get like this huge experience and they got really good jobs yeah. after that. So, I mean, you can't really know and control what will happen before you're actually there. No. Hmm. 
Before we wrap up, uh, Jasmin, is, is there anything you would like to say to maybe uh, people that are thinking about applying to Hyper Island or, or people in companies that are thinking about uh, bringing in students from Hyper Island? I think for me, Hyper Island was so great because I made it the best I could for me. Um, Hyper Island just gives you the opportunity to uh, utilize the people or the tools, but it's actually up to yourself to um, actually use them and test them out and try them out and um, talk to the people and, and connect with the network, uh, the great network that Hyper Island has. But there's not, there's, um, you're going to be really disappointed if you think that it's going to be okay, you come to class and you just show up every day and that's going to be it. No, you have to actually um, try out your own ideas and you have to think, mm -hmm. okay, so I really want to explore this part and try to make the project into that so that you actually get the most out of it. No one's going to serve it to you like, oh, maybe you want to try this. Mm -hmm. uh, you should. Um, mm -hmm. It's just all the opportunities are there. Just um, make sure to try it out and try to fail. It's, it's great. Try to fail. Try to fail. Yeah, I'm going to take that with me. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to check out. Thank you for being in this episode. Uh, this is very interesting speaking to someone who, uh, yes, as us, uh, participated in a first year program. And uh, uh, I love having you here. Yeah. The check out question that I want us to leave it with is what's your favorite day of the week for fun? I love Saturdays. Uh, me and my friends, we always go for a cup of coffee together with one of my friend's dogs. I love, <laughs> I love Saturdays. <laughs> um, I love uh, Thursdays because then, then it's like, um, then comes Friday, but it's already weekend. Like you're working Friday, but then you know that weekend is coming. So Thursday evening or nights are the best. It's like, yeah, the beginning of the weekend for me. Um, yeah, check out. Friday afternoon for me, definitely. Still work, still gets like a. Hopefully, I'm I'm happy with the the work part of the week mm. being done, like what I produce and stuff like that. And uh, of course, weekend. I love weekends. Mm. I remember when I was little, my father always said in the in the Friday mornings, he always said, "Oh, Nora, it's weekend," and I'm like, "No, it's not weekend yet. I'm going to school." But then I was like, "Yeah, it's weekend soon," and now I really understand what he says because, um, yeah, Friday is just a nice day. So I like Fridays as well, but Thursday nights you can do stuff. <laughs> if the listeners want to reach you somehow or talk to you, how how do they contact you? Um, Twitter at Jasmine Yaya. Nice. Thank you so much for having me here. It was fun talking to you guys. We love having you. Yeah. Thank you. We wish, wish you the nice. best of luck. Let me know how it goes and we will keep in touch, of course. Of course. Of course. You should come here more often if you miss hype. I do. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go around and say hi to everyone. Yeah. Do that. Along. Mm. Goodbye and see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Hyper Talks. Hyper Talks. Hyper Talks. Hyper Talks.